0: All right, well, we are both traveling fools uh, within the next couple of days. You know, March Madness, and you're going out to Blacksburg, Virginia. We, we've got to cut this thing, you know, a little short this week because I've got to get to the Vertex Sky Bar in Rapid City by sunset. i got to have my cocktail sunset two nights in a row before I go into an arena for... Uh, all day Thursday at the Boys State Basketball Tournament. So, I mean, that, isn't it weird how just everything changes right about now? We, we've been in our winter depression, and now everything's awesome. March badness. Oh, we're
1: supposed to get another... Cold spell and snowstorm at uh, the end of the week, so God. I wouldn't get too excited. Dang, but. It, that's true. Yeah,
0: it's well, it's gonna be nice. I'll be out you and
1: I are both literally beating the storm out of here. We'll see if we get back. We
0: are. Yeah. I saw the forecast for Rapid, and it's gonna be uh, 55 oh, the next couple days. I yeah. get I get tomorrow. I'll be inside working most of the day, but. Uh, you know, March Madness, it's awesome. And you're going to Blacksburg, Virginia to cover the to the cover the Jackrabbits. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm not excited about the uh, location. Well, it's you hard know. to get to. You're going to like it once I'm you get And I'm sick there. and tired of the NCAA sending the media to places that are hard to get to because they don't let us travel with the team anymore. So, uh, or I mean, at least South Dakota State doesn't let the media travel with them anymore. And I, I don't want to go bitching. Nobody cares about reporters' problems. I, I get it. I get to go to the NCAA tournament. I'm not... Complaining too much, but it does suck, and also just I've been (laughs) to Virginia before, so I was hoping to, you know, I saw Oral Roberts men are going to play Duke in Orlando. I was like, cool. When am I going to get that assignment to cover Duke (laughs) in Orlando? That sounds a little more fun than, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. What do you have? What do you have under your belt there? You got Albuquerque, uh, Spokane, Salt Lake City. Yeah. Salt Lake City. Yeah.
1: Bunch out west. Yeah. Um, Where we go just last year, Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Syracuse and Buffalo in yeah. March. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, Blacksburg should be fairly warm. Have you Have you at the forecast? I haven't even looked forecast? at the forecast. No. It's It's beautiful. This is how much I hate flying, though. Okay. I actually look to see how far it is to drive to Blacksburg, Virginia, and uh, <laughs> of course you I, can. I drove to Frisco in in January and uh, did not regret that one bit. Would absolutely do it again. Um, so I was like, God. Blacksburg sounds a long ways away. Like we're talking southeast coast, you know. Yeah. It's like a 19-hour drive. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't do that. No. I can't even attempt to justify doing that. No. Which, so cool! I get to fly, and uh, yeah, you get to
0: fly. Well, of course, I was gonna say you get to get there a lot faster, but it probably is two or th- was it a couple stops?
1: I found a flight that's only one stop. So, yeah, but wow. it, that, even that, like, wow, to think you'd have two layovers to get. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where 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 are you stopping? Where, where at? Chicago. Chicago flies to Blacksburg.
1: No, to Roanoke. Oh, okay. And then uh, it's like a 40-minute drive from Roanoke to Blacksburg. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's so not bad. I'll either get an Uber or rent a car when I get there. We'll see. Uh,
0: I've been there once. It was when Nebraska played Virginia Tech, uh, Lane Stadium back in 2009. It's a be- It's a beautiful town. It's very festive. I, I guarantee it's going to be in the 50s or 60s. You're probably going to have a nice weekend there. So I'm I'm getting a hold of one of my Blacksburg friends to uh, tell you where to g- tell you where to go. My most vivid memory of that trip besides Nebraska uh, winning an entire football game with Bo Pelini's top-ranked defense and then losing on like an 80-yard pass in the last minute uh, was their football stadiums as cool as it gets because it's mm-hmm. like 60,000 and they're mm-hmm. right on top. I know you've seen it on TV. They do the Enter Sandman entrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had, a, I had a Virginia Tech fan behind me, about a 25- or 30-year-old woman, and I, I, I swear it was, I got to turn my mic way down the whole game. She was just going, no, 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 no. She, it was just constant noise the whole game. And we all wanted to wring her neck out. And then <laughs> at one point, and I'm like, I'm about 30 years old at the time. So, uh, a bit bigger of an asshole than I am now. And, uh, so at one point Nebraska makes a big, big shutdown, third down play. It's looking pretty good late in the game, tight, close game. And so I got up and just went, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I get up. And immediately the guys I was with, there's about five of us Nebraska fans together, they start laughing, and then like the like the old the old man sitting next to this lady behind me the whole game on the other side of my shoulder just whispers Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my memory. And uh, I went out there with, well, I met a friend of, one of my best friends from uh, growing up in Omaha, lives in D.C. His wife was from Salem, which is 20 miles away. So that's where I stayed at, like, her parents' place or something. And so the three of us were going to hang out after the game, uh, because they went to the game as well. And we hung out the night before at some bar. And I just remember there being this kind of big, not feud, but, like, discussion, like, we we were trying to decide what we we're gonna do, and I'm like, well, let's let's go to a bar. Let's go have some fun. It's you know, it's it's Saturday night. It was like five or six o'clock, and she didn't want to go to a bar, and she she was me, me, me. she was being mopey and uh, not a lot of fun, and it was uh, it was an argu- it was an argument again. Thirty years old. I it was <laughs> it was just an argument that I regret because I put my friend in a tough spot because like his mm-hmm. friend and his lady are. Uh, mm-hmm fighting about what to do next and uh (laughs) wasn't my best moment but anyway that's uh that's john's tales of blacksburg i'll tell you this there's worse places you could go it's a beautiful campus it's a great college town how's that enjoy blacksburg how do you do you feel the same way uh, about the jackrabbit women that you did last week when you said uh if you know if they get an eight or nine seed uh
1: well i think um Virginia Tech seems like maybe they're the weakest of the four number one seeds, yeah. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's not South Carolina. You know, Very true. We asked uh, AJ today, I asked AJ today about the draw, and he was like, Yeah, I mean, we got a nine, you know, and people were saying we we're going to get a 10 or 11 or a 12, and that's a good thing. You know, we, we, we were respected in, in how we were picked, and yeah, it's, it's a tough draw because A, hey, USC's a good eight seed. You know, that's going to be a tough game. And if you win, yeah, you have to play a number one seed. Um, but he did say, you know, in, the, in women's basketball, there isn't a huge difference between the four seed and the ten seed. You know? So, <clears throat> so from that standpoint, I wasn't worried about it all that much. Um, but then what he what he didn't say is um, in the women's game, the, the, the top three or four teams are usually so much better than the rest of the field. That's why he said seeds four through ten can be kind of similar. Above that, that tends to be a different level. But, you know, we saw USD almost beat, or they did beat a two-seed last year, right? After yeah, they were, yeah. beat Baylor for yeah, God's sakes. Yeah, so I mean, that can happen. Um, it was I almost mean, a bigger
0: surprise that they lost to Michigan than that they beat Baylor. Right, anyway. right.
1: Um, so, you know, they're a very good team, and they're very healthy. You, you know, knock on wood, they haven't always been at this time of year. Uh, I, I think they should beat, US, well, I, I don't know, is good. You know, looking at their roster, their personnel, how they play, this is a tough 8-9. You know, I do think the Jacks would have been better off as a 10 or 11, just getting a different opponent. USC is going to be tough to beat. They've got size. Uh, their three best players are all 5th year seniors, 60-year seniors. Um, they're the one of the best defensive teams in the country. But, you know, it's SDSU. It's Aaron Johnston. And we've seen this team do some special things before. Maya in senior year. Um I just, nothing would surprise me, you know. It's going to be, I I shouldn't say nothing would surprise me. If they do beat Virginia Tech, that's a big deal. I mean, yes, they've been to the Sweet 16 before, but they beat a three seed the last time. To beat a number one seed in the second round, that'd be a big, big deal. But, again, they just got to get by by USC first, and that's going to be tough. Um,
0: I don't know if if you or or AJ, if he's disgusted, have the tentacles to know how the rest of the nation thinks of South Dakota State. Obviously, Schools like South Carolina come here and they understand the Mm -hmm. appreciation our state has for it and are willing to play in the Pentagon in November Mm -hmm. at uh, a college basketball sort of, quote-unquote, classic uh, event, which it is. And so it's not like it might have been back in 2009 when they first made it and almost beat Baylor then. Uh, But do you still sense that sometimes there's an advantage for SDSU because not not much has might be expected of them, given their, their name and their league. I think or are we past that and you get their best shot?
1: Um, I, I think, no, I don't think we're past that. And I don't know if we ever will be to a certain extent. Well, that's good. You know, um, Gives them a better chance to win. Yeah, I'm sure USC's coach is going to go out of her way to tell her players how good this team is. Um, but that doesn't, always, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know USC is USC, and their you know their point guard played for South Carolina last year. She's a transfer. Their leading scorer played for the Gophers. Now they got their asses kicked by the Jacks in the NIT last year, so maybe that resonates a little bit. But I don't know. You know I think to some degree the USD and SDSU women will always have that sort of you know you know the little team that could sort of. Reputation, well, or that's how they'll be viewed by major schools, um, and that's what it looks like sometimes on TV. Yeah, you know, just gonna have, there's going to
0: be bigger, yeah, stronger, faster players on the other teams. it's yeah, a, it's a whole new SDSU's
1: world. tallest player is usually six one or six two, and that's the case again this year. And USC's got, um, you know, one of their best players is six four. They've got a backup center who's six six. You know, I mean that, and, and they're they're going to be more athletic than the Jacks. I mean, it, it's it's. You know, the Jacks almost never pass the eyeball test. Right. You know, when the two teams walk out on the floor, it it almost looks like a D1 team against a D2 team. Yes, yep. um, Like I said, you know, at this point we should know better than to doubt any team coached by Aaron Johnston. So um, it's going to be interesting. I I think it's a really intriguing first-round matchup because uh, you kind of think, okay, nine seed gives SDSU a great chance to win, and it does, um, but USC is going to be tough.
0: By the way – how would you put this team in perspective of both like the ba- the best SDSU teams there have been that you have seen uh, with women and also, I guess, therefore, same question, the the how well they're built to win a game or two or three in the NCAA tournament?
1: I wish they had more size. I think uh, what we saw last year is how important having a Hannah Shervin is to playing with teams like that. And the Jacks have never had a Hannah Shervin. The closest was maybe when they had Clarissa Ober, um, and and maybe, you know some other ones before before that when I didn't cover the Jacks regularly. But um, you know I don't necessarily think the twenty nine team is the best Jacks team that we've seen. It might might have been. I mean Macy Miller was just so good. You know I hate to compare her to people like, you know, LeBron James or Michael Jordan or whoever on the women's side of it, but she just had that sort of it factor that, you know, you knew you could put the ball in her hands and trust her to make big things happen and she did that multiple times. I'm not quite sure if Maya Selland is, is that kind of player. She's close, you know, but Maya mm-hmm. I think has always been more of a all-around does everything well, then necessarily that person that you say she's going to win the game for you. Yeah. But this team, like I said, this team's really healthy. You know, Maya in particular, I mean, she'd probably be SDSU's all-time leading scorer if she could have stayed healthy earlier in her career. Uh, Peyton Burkhart's an underrated player. Drew Gilton averages four points a game, but man, has she been a big addition to them, just sort of that, you know, Quarterback, sort of point guard, very a steady hand, pass first player, uh, and Paige Meyer. Obviously, as soon as she got healthy, it, it took them to another level. If she's healthy this whole season, the Jacks might have two or three extra wins, and they might they might have been a four seed, had a chance to, to host in the first round. Probably not, but maybe. You know, um, they're really good. Um, you know, before we start comparing them to the best teams SDSU's ever had, they got to you know win on Friday yeah. certainly. Um, but, you know, and I also still think the 2009 team, which was literally the first Division One eligible team they've ever had, I think that team is maybe still the best team in program history. I mean, they went, I think, 32-2 and two in the regular season.
0: Jen Workin team. Yeah, yeah, Maria the, it, Bover.
1: Yeah, but none of, those, you know, none of them were scoring 18 points a game. It was a well-rounded oh, machine. Yeah. And in their first ever NCAA tournament game, they're a 7-seed, which that in itself is amazing. They got a 7-seed in their true. first ever year eligible. They kicked the living shit out of TCU. Uh, I think they were ahead 52-22 at halftime, won the game by 45 points, something like that. And then as a 7-seed, that meant they got a 2-seed in the second round. It was Baylor, and they jumped out to a 15-2 to two lead against Baylor. Couldn't hold it, ended up losing on a last-second shot. So they came that close to going to the Sweet 16 in their first year as a D1-eligible team. Uh, the 2019 2019 team got it done, and that one didn't, so that'll always separate them. But, you know, at the very least, those are the two best teams the Jacks have ever had. Uh, I was
0: trying to – you you just mentioned it. I'm just looking back. It was – yeah, that's what I thought. It was – no, it was not the year after Baylor. Baylor won the national title in 05. I was thinking maybe this was the year after Baylor won the national title. But anyway, Baylor was always great every year, so Mm -hmm. that would have been a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And the – okay, I had another one, and then you started talking about '09, and then I got into that, um, trying to just also. Oh, do you think it hurts them, or how much do you think it hurts them that it's been a long time since they've been in a competitive game? Haven't, haven't they won like the last 20 or 21 by? They've at least won 21
1: in a row, and I think it's the last nine have been by at least 20 points. Okay, it's hard to say. I mean, we we could talk ourselves into either either one of those scenarios like hey you know they're they're fresh they're rested you know none of their starters have had to play 35 minutes because they've been winning so comfortably um you know they're they're clicking on all cylinders all those sorts of cliches that we could use but yeah the other side of you could go it's been a long time since someone punched this team in the mouth since this team had to dig deep since this team had any adversity really to overcome yeah. in a game i think they know that i think aaron johnston is good at preparing them for that um I think they've been, the nice thing is, none of them would ever say it out loud, but they've known since, you know, what, Christmas, that they were going to be playing in this tournament. I mean, they were just so much better than everyone else that there was, we said it a couple times, there was no scenario that they weren't going to make the NCAA tournament. You know, a couple years ago, Maya Selen gets hurt, oh, you know, Maya Selen would have got hurt this year, they still would have made the tournament. Now that would have... Eliminated their ability to make a run in the tournament, but they've known for months that they're that this is where they're gonna be yeah At least in this tournament, so you wonder does that mean that they are more prepared for this that they've been sort of? Doing things in practice and their preparation to make sure they stay sharp to make sure they're ready for this because again none of its new territory You know, I mean I know some of these players are in their first NCAA tournament um, But they still got Maya selling and Peyton Burkhardt who were on that 2019 team Which Mm -hmm. seems like it was a thousand years ago. it does um pre-covid yeah the last one before covid yeah and uh but i just think the culture there you know and how we've we've talked about how well they play to the crowd at fr- or uh, the premier center at the Summer league tournament yeah whether whether it's a player who's actually been there or not and they have a few of them who have this team just knows how to do it this time of year and that's a credit to aaron johnston it is and uh you know i don't i The one thing you never worry about with this team is, you know, are they going to show up? Are they going to come out flat or or anything? They're they're just not. They're going to be ready to play. They might get beat, but they're not going to come out and shit the bed. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, if they they get beat or if they get blown out, we're going to guess it's because USC is just that much bigger and more athletic than them and there's nothing they can do, but it won't be because of stage fright, and I think... Very much, show as we've seen consistently over the years, I can't, maybe you can't, I can't recall a time when a Jackrabbit women's team has been blown out in a first-round game. I don't, I can't remember all of them. And I think that does have to do with A.J. Obviously, everything is catered to his style, his way that he wants to, th- those ladies to play. They just always look, as his personality goes, very composed, very prepared, very poised, just unflappable. I mean, you're just not going to, you know, USD finally brought them down because they had, as you mentioned, like a Hannah Shervin. Mm-hmm. And after Macy Miller was gone, I mean, they were beatable for three years by USD. One of them partly because Maya was out. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're just kind of unflappable, and that's that will serve them well in these, in these type of games. Maybe, maybe not. No, um, I think
1: it will. I just like I, I just every, yesterday yeah. spent a couple hours working on a story on um SDSU's history in the NCAA tournament and going back and recapping every game that they've played. And yeah, I think maybe South Carolina beat them by 22. Okay. And led by as much as like 27. So that's really the the most non-competitive game that they've had. And, uh, they had a hard time keeping up with Oregon, didn't they? I mean, yeah, it, it, they were never a threat to win, but they didn't get blown out. Right. I think they lost by right. 10 okay. and were down by as much as 17, something right. like that. Yeah. And that's how most of them went. Because um, other than that first year where they were a 7 seed, there were a lot of you know 14 seed, 13 seed. I think they were even a 15 one year. And in almost all those games, they lost by somewhere between 12 and 16 points. So they always hung around. Yeah. They never got their asses kicked. But they were never really a threat to win most of those games.
0: So... I mentioned Aaron. Uh, what's uh, Lindsey Whalen gets ousted at uh-huh. Minnesota, which was v- very, by the way, shady. The way it went down, it, it was it was time for her to go. But it was they wanted to let her say
1: that she was stepping down on her own terms, but it, she was clearly fired. It
0: was oh, she was pissed, I mean, it was it was grossly mishandled because, as we've mentioned before in this podcast, everything is mutual now. Yeah. everything is we've agreed. Right. No bullshit. You right. fired right. her. Right. And um, and at the same time. So she's not there, and immediately, it's not just us anymore here in Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. It's not just us shouting from the heavens, hey, your guy is right here, right. and he's a Minnesota native. Right. It's them now, like Patrick Racy and anybody in the Twin Cities, I've noticed, who knows anything about women's basketball, even those who really don't.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just like, this guy. You know, what are you waiting for?
0: Um, no. And, of course, anybody that, as we've said, as you've said, year after year after year, he's a man. They, they don't uh-huh. hire men there. Um, they haven't made
1: a hire, right? No, they have not. Do we
0: know, what kind of sense do we get if that
1: might be possible? Well, the last time this job was open, you may remember, uh, I think it was Stu Whitney was really trying to push the AJ to the Gophers thing, like aggressively. It was like, okay, we hear you. And I remember just as someone who attended college in Minnesota, has a little bit of a feel for, you know, what the politics and culture are over there. I just remember being like, dude, there is no way this is happening. Was, how do you know? Like, I'm telling you, there is a 100% chance Aaron Johnson is not going to be the Gophers next coach. And it's because of the fact that he is a male. And uh, it's like, well, their volleyball coach is a male. Their hockey coach. Exactly. That's all the more reason he's not going to get the job. Um, and I, you know, I had heard that from other sources. I've seen it myself. It's just like, there is no way. You can stop talking about this anytime. It is a non starter. Even still today. I'm getting to that. Um, this was, what, five years ago? Lindsay was there for four or five years, yeah. something like that. Yep, yep. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't trying to get into some pissing match. It was like, this is, this is just the fact. I'm telling you, this will not happen. Save your breath. It's not going to happen. And it didn't happen. And Lindsay Whalen got the job. Um, and everyone kind of thought, oh, you know, well, if Lindsay Whalen can't do it, and in hindsight, you know, she'd Shh. never been a coach before. Scott Frost. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it didn't work Patrick out. Ewing. It didn't work out. Um, things are not good there. And, uh, I'm not saying that the Gophers are, are desperate as an athletic department or as a women's basketball program, but it was a failure under Lindsey Whalen. Oh, uh, utter. Yeah, and it, it has been a struggle since Lindsey Whalen played there, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had a few good seasons since then, but I still think if A.J. wanted that job, and I think he does, um, I still think he faces an uphill battle because of his gender, um, but I think the door might be cracked open agree that it was not last time Um, just because again at some point you have to say we need the best person for the job Um, it's not an apples to apples comparison by any means but when the jackrabbit volleyball job came open a couple years ago it was like you know they really should hire a a woman to coach that volleyball program because they don't have very many female coaches on this staff soccer coach is a man women's Mm. basketball coach is a man you know but hey guess what jackrabbit volleyball at that time was the single worst program in division one I mean, they could not be any worse. It was so bad that you had to be like, you know what? We can't be picky here. We have to bring in someone who we're confident will win. Who do we think is the best person for the job here? I don't care if it's a male, a female, whatever. If it's a dog. <laughs> I mean, like we need yep. to get someone in who can win. They brought in Dan george Ellis. He has got it turned around in short order. That is now a good program. They're probably only going to get better, and eventually Dan's going to move on to a better job. Um, the Gophers women's basketball program is not, obviously, as desperate as SDSU volleyball was. And like I said, it's not an even comparison necessarily but um, I definitely think there is probably there are conversations being had at Minnesota going you know can we do this can we get away with it so to speak should we do it should we bring on Aaron Johnston deal with the the fallout of people being mad that we have another male coach of a women's sport I don't know I still think it'll probably go to a woman, in part because it's not like A.J.'s the only candidate. It, thank you, know, you. He makes a lot of sense, but it, of it would mouth. be insulting to suggest that there are no women's coaches out there who could win there, who right. can't do, who might be a better candidate than A.J. Um, it's just sort of, you know, A.J.'s just sort of the obvious answer, almost the lazy answer. It is but, a lazy you know, answer. like he's right there. Let's especially, just hire him.
0: Especially for those of us that are here. Like, right. like we think he's the only one. Not to say he's not completely, perfectly overqualified. He, he is. And I God's think he sakes, would have success there. There's a lot and of I also, you know,
1: and, you know, when in the days after Lindsey got fired, you had all these Jackrabbit fans on Twitter saying, why would A.J. leave? He's not interested. He'll never. Get over yourself. A.J. Yeah. would take that job in a heartbeat. Leaving aside the fact that it would double his salary, he can win a national championship there. You're in the Big Ten. You have Big Ten facilities, Big Ten resources. You're not going to win a national championship at South Dakota State. Can he take South Dakota State any farther than he has at this point? I mean, yeah, I guess USD showed last year the Elite Eight is is on the table. It's attainable. Um, But a national championship? No, I don't think so. Um, I, and, and who knows? If, if the job did get offered to AJ, maybe he would, you know, him and Hover would go, you know what? It's too late in my career. I'm settled here. Like, yeah. that ship has sailed. I'm staying at SDSC. Oh, he did that once when he wasn't settled
0: here. And Took the job at Wisconsin Green Bay. Totally different. It's amazing that, yeah, it totally is, I get it. Uh,
1: he's And we can. And he was, what, 30 years old at that time? Right. You know? it,
0: I mean, it, it, it makes you, by the way, pause and think. Sorry for the sidetrack. It's. it's Incredible that he's – Minnesota's not the only job that's been open over the last 15 years or whatever it's been since he right. he uh, went to Green
1: Bay. But and I've heard he's back. been a candidate for other jobs yeah. in that time. Yeah, it's amazing. Jack's fans that have him. the idea that, you know – A.J. has never looked for another job and would never, ever leave. That's delusional. I know you like to think that your team is the best and no one would ever want to coach anywhere else, but that's not the case. And he does have a great deal we here. Saw, we saw well, Scott there. Nagy. Everyone's like, Scott Nagy's never going anywhere. He actually left for a shittier job. Wright State is a shittier job that than That just SDSU. happened to pay it twice just happened much. to pay more money because they don't have football there so they could afford to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't give me that no one would ever leave. It's the greatest job. Who would ever want to leave Brookings? Like, I'm sorry. These coaches have... Goals, they and and they're just like anybody else. You know, you show them shiny stuff like, Hey, bigger city, better facilities, better conference. You're playing all over the place, you have more money. You know, and all the NIL stuff that comes into it. I don't know how much of a factor that is for women's basketball, but you know, I'd be shocked if AJ was offered that job and didn't take
0: it. Well, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if AJ rounds out his career at SDSU and just keeps walking the primrose path. And enjoys it and uh, still raises though. his kids there. I know you he's, know, he's like early, he's late Forty, He 48. feels like he should
1: be sixty because of yeah. how long he's been there, but he started when he was twenty five. Considering or he
0: stayed for so long and may have had other opportunities, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if he sta- I also, of course, wouldn't be surprised if he left tomorrow. Right. And by the way, there's a couple other the fun. The fact that the Gophers haven't filled the job yet, that that's seems interesting. A little, you know. Yeah, maybe they're waiting for se- they're gonna they, they must be waiting for somebody's season to end. Right. And right. maybe it's S D S U and maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's West Virginia. There's another fun one Don Plitzowite's female. Don't see I, that. I, 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 I don't see that happening. I saw somebody bring that up on Twitter. Yeah. I can't even remember. Uh, I think it was somebody in the Twin Cities. Like, oh, she's yeah. she's from next door in Wisconsin, and she was just but, next door. But she's already West in me. the big time. She is. You know? Well, that's actually, and, and I, I'm going to feel like I'm walking it back. That was, my, that was actually my first reaction. Is like, uh, is Minnesota that much better of a job than West Virginia? At all? Other all. Other than the fact no. that she's close to home, close to family in Wisconsin, which is a big deal. Yeah. It's always a big deal, but as far as the job... It, by the way, and that's the same thing for AJ. Is this the only job AJ might be up for? Yeah, I, I'm, be openings, I am not keeping yeah. close tabs on yeah. job openings in women's college hoops, but there's probably several Power 5 jobs that, that may be better than Minnesota or, right. or may not be worse. Again, and I get it. He's from that state as well, so you would think he'd be more likely to take a job at that place if offered compared to somewhere random like West Virginia. But uh, t- t- the Gophers' job, everything you just said, sure, you're in the Big Ten, you quote unquote have a better chance to win a national championship. At right now, doesn't look like a great job. And uh, I mean, whether Lindsey Whalen was just in over her skis because she's your classic great player who just couldn't coach and maybe needed, coach, more, never co- been a coach, and needed more coaching seasoning yeah. to do it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I mean, they're not drawing flies there. I mean, they're getting a thousand or two thousand people there, and it's not just if Lindsey Whalen can't win there. Is can Lindsey Whalen generate the buzz? I'm sure she did in her first year, mm-hmm. but no one's no one's going to games because Lindsey Whalen's the coach. Right. right. Uh, when they've been mediocre or bad for four or five years, and uh, I don't think they're by This is I think this is important in in women's hoops as well. I don't as far as I've been able to hear. Uh, From my slight attachment occasionally to a Twin Cities podcast or two, they're not rolling in NAL money there either. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they have a very strong booster base that just can can even offer women's basketball players what it takes to be competitive Mm -hmm. with other Big Ten schools, with other big schools. Especially for the kids, the girls in the Twin Cities, which uh, Richard Pitino mightily struggled with. Mm And uh, Ben Johnson's going to keep struggling with and that whoever is the women's basketball coach is probably going to struggle with. So I don't even know if that's a great, that's a great job that AJ would want to walk into because there's a chance he's a great coach, but there's a chance he could walk in there and it doesn't go well. And he's gone in four or five years like Lindsey Whalen. And does he want that? I, I guess know. he can have that. I mean, because, yeah. Anyway.
1: You know, depending on how competitive of a person AJ is, and he seems competitive, but yeah. we don't really know because he's been in the same situation for yes. the last 20 years. Like, a lot of coaches are like, "Hey, I want that challenge. I want to test myself at the next level. Very I want to true. be the one to turn that, especially if it's your home state." So again, I, I I think if that job was offered to AJ, he'd take it in a heartbeat. Side side am Not in his head.
0: When you mention challenges, you see what Tim Miles is doing at San Jose State. I saw he had a good year and got the, coach of the year. The South Dakota native. They had they won, I think they won 17 or 18 games and were the fifth seed in the uh, Mountain West tournament and beat the four seed in the in the first round. Um, South Dakota native former husker coach Tim miles is former
1: guest of the podcast that
0: 's right you, you i forgot about that <laughs> um when he was uh, just a goofball analyst uh uh-huh. and just just laying around in his money yeah he decided you know, san jose 's not a bad place to live, but he decided to take over one of the worst mm-hmm. out of three hundred fifty Division one programs in America, and in year two, this is the most games they've won since like 1989. Mm-hmm. 17 wins. It's not that hard to win 17 I was games. Say, I didn't
1: realize they've been that they've bad. They've been
0: so bad, and uh, so now Tim Miles is on. Uh, it appears everybody's shortlist for Cal because it's right there in the big Bay Area. That's one of the worst jobs in Power Five mm-hmm. basketball, easily. They they're drawing fewer fans than the South Dakota State women in mm-hmm. Berkeley. Um, but Tim Miles is kind of the guy who's obviously wired. This is what he does. He takes over historically mm-hmm. terrible program, and by year two, has everybody excited that they're just winning half their games. Mm-hmm. So, but is that? But he's done that over and over again, and he kind of. I think he kind of. Some people just kind of like that. I don't know if AJ would like that or not. AJ inherited a pretty good situation.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's to say twenty years he's ago. He's never been in that situation really. I mean, I guess you could argue that just the move to Division One required, you know, a building of something. Yeah, they hit the ground running because they were an amazing Division II program, but that was a challenge in itself. And he probably deserves more credit for that than he has gotten, that they just seamlessly made that move. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, you know, how much, how much further can you take South Dakota State's women's basketball program than where it is right now? Yeah, we'll see.
0: And then uh, Oral Roberts versus Duke. How <laughs> fun. Uh, I mean, everybody was thinking, How fun is this going to be? Uh, Uh And and I wonder nationally how much that raises eyebrows. Because Duke wasn't very good by Duke's standards this year. And then all of a sudden, they blaze to the ACC tournament and win that. And uh, it was interesting because, and it's by the way, it's a five versus twelve game. So anybody Which is know, always and, the tricky oh, one. Anybody yep. knows their March Madness is like, wow! And then immediately, I mean, the only commentary I devoured on this was the CBS selection show, and Seth Davis, Mister Sharpie, he's just like, Duke's playing too. Oh, go! Oh, Oral Roberts is good. Duke's playing too well. Not going to happen. This is not going to be that one. Um, and and also the fun part is this is kind of a fun thing on Twitter amongst us South Dakota media types. Who are cheering for? Because a lot of people love Duke. Yeah. A lot of people hate Duke. Yeah. A lot of people hate Oral Roberts because of Paul Mills. Yeah. Uh, so, what'd you make of all that?
1: Uh, I don't know anything about Duke. You know, I just uh, know Mike Szczefsky's <laughs> not their coach anymore. <laughs> and when he was, I greatly enjoyed rooting against anything Mike Szczefsky touched. Um, maybe I hate them less now because he's. Who's their coach now? John Shire. Oh, right. Who was a uh, great player for them about 10 years ago? Yeah. A young guy. Young guy, yeah. 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 I, I don't care. I mean, it's good for the Summit League if Oral Roberts wins, both from prestige standpoint and it actually puts money in the programs of the other the other schools. Yeah, I Justin could see sells him. rooting hard. I could see him winning that. Um, uh, I think they have a better chance. Like last year, SDSU were they were what a thirteen playing Providence that was a four, I think, and or it was either three fourteen or four thirteen. I think it was actually three fourteen. Now that I think of it, and uh, it doesn't matter. So many people immediately picked the Jacks last year. The men I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, there was just like, there's no way this is going to happen. You know, there has to be some level of surprise, there has to be some level of this is a huge upset. Once everyone in the world started picking SDSU, you had Jay Billis and all the people on national TV going, oh, there's your upset, South Dakota State, Baylor Shireman. It was just like, there's no way this is going to happen. You went to the press conferences that week, and Providence's coach was just like, what the hell? Are we the worst team ever? Like, everyone's just acting like, we're freaking Northwestern or something, and that we can't beat South Dakota State. Like He didn't even have to do the whole <laughs> nobody believes in us. Literally, nobody believed in them. And it yeah. was kind of like, okay, this isn't going to happen. And it didn't. Um, I don't get the sense that Oral Roberts is getting that kind of, oh, here's your upset, make sure you pick this one. No. So I think that helps him. Okay. Are they going to win? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you would like to think that as much of an undefeated, blazing run they made through the Summit League with – one of, one of your classic high-volume scorers, mm-hmm. plus a seven-five guy mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. some skill. Um, that's your that's your that's your combo that you would at, that would at least be the bare minimum mm-hmm. of what it would take to beat one of the big dogs who's going to have big, skilled, athletic guys at every position. Um, but, but the more fun component to me was this discussion, and somebody brought it up immediately on Twitter. Um, in the South Dakota media that said, wow, how many South Dakotans are going to be cheering for Duke in this one? And I'm thinking, uh, not, I, uh, as in like everybody is, because there's the perception that because of what Paul Mills said about Sioux Falls and South Mm -hmm. Dakota in the summit league. And I'm thinking, I, my, I can't speak for everybody else. I can speak for, yeah, Paul Mills seems like a real jerk. Um, and I don't like him, but Oral Roberts is a good team, a fun-to-watch team, and at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I'm going to root for the Summit League team, especially against Duke because mm-hmm. not everybody Cause likes Duke. Duke. Yeah. I mean, either you love Duke or you hate him. They're the Yankees, they're the Lakers, and all that. And I've never, and I've never uh, liked Duke um, and why didn't not only do you, have you rooted against duke you you said mainly it was because of coach k so let's clear that up because the response i got from this person who's a great guy and good good sports media guy he said i just you you hear this a lot why why do people hate duke so much they play the game the right way they're just jealous um so I, w- I want to hear your answer no, about Coach K. No,
1: I'm not, not going to get go there. I mean, okay. if you want to find out why Coach K sucks, you don't have to look very hard. Yeah. And I, it's not on me to educate people that his entire legacy or reputation is largely a fluffed-up by the coaching world and a very water-carrying media. He's clearly a great coach. Uh, I don't think he's a good guy. I never thought he was a good guy. I don't like him. I always rooted against him. And if you want to find out why, look, look it up yourself.
0: Okay. And I always, um, but the other part of it is, the. It, I think it starts with Leitner, and I, I, I watched the, I don't know if you saw the 30 for 30 Leitner I thing. Did. That was my developmental years. I think I already didn't like Duke, but he, I mean, it's amazing how one guy in one little uh, fleeting moment in time can set your attitude uh-huh. uh, to a
1: meter. and. I have hated Leitner your so whole much, <laughs> and then he got drafted by the Timberwolves at a time that I was really into the Timberwolves, and so that was difficult but uh i was able to quickly he became my favorite player because he's on the timberwolves and i've met him a couple times since then and he's he's a nice guy yeah and uh yeah um that had to be that was a great documentary for a variety of reasons it made him more likable but but i mean like yes but also recognizing like just how shitty was that that you know people regarded a college kid like that Mm. you know i mean there are reasons for it obviously he came from a ton of privilege and was arrogant and, you know, when he stomped on the dude in the game and, you know, not that he didn't deserve some of it, but yeah, that guy's had a weird life, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, and he, you know, he played 15 years in the NBA and made an all-star game, you know, scored 20,000 points or something. I mean, you know, it's just kind of a wild story.
0: Um, but I think when you come back to Duke, it's always been kind of like it's a get over yourselves type of thing. And maybe that's the way it just always is for highly successful, generational, powerhouse type of places everywhere. Eventually, you get so good North Dakota State football <laughs> that your fans can't help but get a little arrogant. And you, it's almost like it's not so much the, you know, again, you say there's reasons to not like Coach K. His whatever and whoever he is is reflected sometimes in his players i mean Leitner gave way to Grayson uh, Allen was mm-hmm. Grayson Allen mm-hmm. and some guys in between and then the 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 whole aspect of what duke is as a university but uh, in, in general, it's kind of, it's more, it, it's almost more like the fans. Get over yourselves and it's kind of fun to, it, by the way, and we grew up, both of us grew up with probably some friends or people in our classes and on our basketball teams. Mm-hmm. There, there's always that one kid who's just a big Duke person, mm-hmm. buys the gear, wears mm-hmm. the gear and mm-hmm. can't shut up about Duke. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Usually wears a Yankees hat in summer <laughs> and a Cowboys shirt in the fall.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? Are we, uh, are we good? We set?
1: I think we're, uh, we're all set. Uh,
0: What I'd like to do next week, and things and topics may change, uh, state tournament venues. We had it last year for a lot of people. It's one of their favorite podcasts, Mm -hmm. and uh, I covered – the girls double a's for two days in the pentagon then went to huron on saturday night for the girls class b I'm not going to say my whole viewpoint has totally changed but i got i, I got some illumination on uh mm-hmm. on the whole aspect of how south dakota handles state tournaments but i gotta i want to get my ass out to rapid city and have that uh You're leaving today old huh? fast, i'm really leaving right after this i got sunset is thank god because of the uh, spring right. forward is you seven leave now, o'clock you can make it before it gets dark i i can so let's do that have right. enjoy your trip to blacksburg oh By the way, I know you don't care, but I'm going to say this anyway to help out some of the Jackrabbit fans who may be going, may be going. My friend Kim, who reminded me that it's been a decade since she moved from D.C., so that's how much I keep in touch with her. Uh, But she said, uh, Blacksburg favorites, Mellow Mushroom, which is a pizza place. They have one in Lincoln right across the street from the arena. It's excellent. Uh, Mellow Mushroom Pizza, Cabo Fish Taco, C-A-B-O Fish Taco. Daily Bread Bakery and Bistro Carol Lee Donut Shop and uh, that's it I'm going
1: to visit none of those places Why? I can tell by the names (laughs) just why by the names you're not going to explain that to me I don't go to pizza places, I don't go to donut places I don't go to Fish taco place. She's
0: it, and and by the way, this all winds back to she's not much of a drinker. She, didn't, she, say, yeah. she didn't recommend one if bar. She just said Chuck's watering hole. <laughs> I'd have been like, that sounds right up my alley. Uh, I'm gonna have to. You have to dig a little harder to find the dives. Okay, yeah. have a good trip.
1: Why are you laughing? That was a terrible outro. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you have round yes.